Let's go. Dermot and Dave. <laughs> um, what a weekend is coming. Harry Styles is going to be playing Slain and everyone is going to be absolutely freaking out. What our next guest has played Slain with a couple of different bands. Have a listen to this. Is that a guy? Jovi, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Liam and Noel in the studio at the one time. Uh, Niall Brezzy Breslin. Oh, uh, to have an arse like John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Can we ask what is it like to be on stage in Slane and looking out at that incredible natural amphitheatre, as they call it? It is terrifying. Is it? Terrifying thing. I think it's terrifying for, for different reasons because like, when you're kind of a support act, like technically you're always worried something might go wrong on stage or you don't have like I when I was doing the John Bon Jovi one mm. I had a, our in-ears monitors and we weren't really allowed to use them because for every reason the radio frequencies or something oh we're affecting someone else or whatever right so I had my in-ears in I could hear nothing only some guy chatting about some <laughs> guitar so I couldn't hear my voice couldn't hear the drums couldn't hear and I just I heard this guy giving out about some crap guitar that wasn't working <laughs> and then the odd like security man coming in through picking up on the radio frequencies so that type of stuff terrifies you because you're you're kind of looking. At you're the at the mercy of the the you're main really acts, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. but like it is when we did the Oasis support, uh, our friend Tabby Tyrone Brunton is the production manager for Prodigy, and he does a lot for Oasis as well. So usually support acts don't get much of the stage; you get a tiny little corner, and, and yeah, because they're they're preparing for a massive show, yeah. so you can't really take on the stage. <laughs> But that day we had the whole stage because Tabby was like, the boys are taking up the whole stage. The <laughs> spice, the Mullingar lads. And we, I had the run of it. Like, like I would run up and down and nobody could figure out why the no support act and had. This do, amazing. do you get to hang out with the stars or do they keep their distance? Do they make an effort to come over and say, oh, here's the support act. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for supporting us today. Is there any of that? They do. They do mm-hmm. generally. I, I think Bon Jovi didn't come in till like literally 10 minutes before the show. But the big one, we did support at ACDC in Punchestown and that was, mm. they were amazing. They all came up and made a big deal because they were like, you were very brave. Apparently supporting ACDC <laughs> is is not the easiest gig you'll ever get. Guaranteed a bottle of wee getting thrown at you at some point. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> like and the blizzards, let's be perfectly honest, didn't really suit an ACDC, ACDC crowd. crowd. Uh, but what happened was, and this is the really interesting mm. one, what happened was at Slane, when we were doing the Oasis support, uh, that was the ACDC was on the week after, and the Tennessee drummer broke his collarbone, so Tennessee had to pull out. They were the support. All oh, right. And the agent was watching us support Oasis, and he said, "Do you want to fill in?" Oh, very that cool. Day. Wow. And our manager walked in and said, "Do you want to support ACDC uh, <laughs> next week?" And I was like, "Nope, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not." And then Deck was like, "If we don't support it, I'll never talk to you again." Yeah, Deck's a big rocker. We're he going to, to get play. killed if we support ACDC. And Deck was like. We're doing it. And that was it. I didn't sleep for a week. Were they okay? Was the crowd okay? They were okay. We didn't have any gaps between songs, so they couldn't boo. (laughs) (laughs) We played Michael Jackson had died that week. So we we started playing the riff to beat it. You know, Uh, and I was like, this is either going to go down well or terribly. And then 
all the 70,000 metalers started going down and screaming it. And then they expected me to sing the lyrics. <laughs> so I got to the lyrics and I'm like, I had no clue what the lyrics. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, this is terrible. This is awful. I was like, cut it, next song. What did Noel Gallagher say to you when you met him? Because he's obviously a very big personality. He is a very, and very lovely, mm. really lovely guy. Like, he could see how he was talking to everybody, and, and but he thought I was the security man for the whole day. <laughs> he kept walking up to me and kind of nodding at me as a, as a cool to go in there. Pressing <laughs> <laughs> the bouncer. I was going to ask him for ID. But he, he, yeah, but if you keep doing gigs in a high vis, this is going to happen. <laughs> well, it, it was the thing. The prodigy were on as well. So it was back to my 90s rave days. High vis and nothing else. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot. Glow sticks. Yeah. But he, he came up to me in the, like, and he, every time, and I went into the lads, and I'm like, I think Noel Gallagher thinks I'm security. <laughs> Play it up a bit for the yeah. crack. So, like, we played it up the whole time. Like, every time we walked it, like, I just stood at their door like a creep. And they, are you ready to go? Like, I wanted to walk Noel Gallagher to the stage. To stage. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, you do have the look of a, of a bodyguard, I'll be honest with it's you. It's a bit weird because he did say that when he figured out I wasn't security. He was like, you're way too big to be a musician. <laughs> And what about Liam? Did you get to chat to him? He didn't arrive until the same thing, I think, quite... Uh, uh, I think there must have been some... Maybe. Well, hang on, attention. they broke up. Like, that was the last gig, big gig no, they played. even more so with Oasis. I think it's our fault. Uh, we were playing the V Festival in the UK and uh, Oasis were headlining that night because the reason Tyrone, or mate Tabby, was, mm. was ringing us. And the V Festival works at two festivals. They play one place and then yeah. they come to the next, the next night. And we couldn't wait for Oasis. And we were going to meet Tabby and he rang us about three o'clock that day and he said the band are broken up that was the day they broke up wow and we went no not that's it. they always break up he goes no it's done now and mm. Snow Patrol ended up headlining that night instead oh no. wow yeah so there's a bit of history with us in Oasis come here let's move away from Slane for a minute <laughs> but just go to the River Shannon because we've had you on telling us about the idea that you had to kayak the River Shannon but it's happening you've been you've been training non-stop you're in the best shape I've seen you in your life I think even more so than when you were playing professional rugby. I'm so, heavier now than I was. You're heavier now? Yeah. Uh, it's the strangest type of training. Why? Why? What's so different? Obviously a lot of upper body because you're paddling away like mad. Food, I'd say. <laughs> but you're burning it I've off. I've taken a well. lot of liberty with food. But I think, uh, yeah, we decided... So basically we decided that A Lust for Life, my charity I co-founded, we fund, we still fundraise a lot, and mm. it's very hard to fundraise. And I wanted to think of something unique to do. And mm. uh, my mate Ray from Lakeland Kayaks, who sent you in the, the gear, was like, "Listen, let's just kayak the Shannon." I was like, "I've never kayaked before, like apart from like community game stuff, where <laughs> I just literally sat on top and got a medal." Uh, but I really, really believed that this was a great idea because I, I the metaphor of the river and life not being a straight line kind yeah, of thing. And, yeah. But it's over 300 kilometres and we have to train and we have to train very, very hard for it. So we've been on the lakes in Westmead every single weekend, twice a, twice a day, twice a week, um, with all the other training that comes with that, a group of five, five or six of us to do it. And it's one of the greatest privileges of training I've ever had in my life because you're out in those lakes. Those lakes are... Mm. You're going where no cars go. Uh, we did this, the first bit of the Shannon from Knock Allen down to Carrick just to practice it the other week. Like this stuff you will never see you yeah. can't see it it's one of the most beautiful That's parts of the world because you know the lakes of Westmead very well but you were saying to me and I think you're saying on your social media as well that you found places in the lakes that you know like the back of your hand that not only have you never seen before but you don't even think humans have seen them in hundreds of years possibly no, like there's it's mad because you hear like the other thing with the lakes of Westmead there's huge history there like you've the, mm. I mean, the children of Lur is obviously like Daravara which is a huge mythical story Gulliver's Travels apparently was inspired by Loch Ennell because Jonathan Swift used to go on holidays there and he, apparently he was coming off Lilliput and he just saw loads of small people waving at him 
because he was so far away. Mm. Uh, God knows what he was on. <laughs> he, he, that's where he got the inspiration for Gulliver's Travels. And then right. you've Lough which is just just indescribably beautiful lake in yeah. the West Mead. There's so much history, ancient history around that's there. The Hill of Ishnock is only up the well, road. Yeah. But if you think about it, you know, they were the they were the roads, they were the thoroughfares, you know, hundreds and thousands exactly. of years ago. So our ancestors would have known those places very, very well, but we rarely get to see them. Now. We don't I don't think we we give them enough I think kayaking is such a brilliant sport. It gets mm. fit, you get outside being out like look the week the weathers we've had the last two weeks like being outside I don't think we're outside enough enjoying this kind of stuff so I've had an absolute ball doing it it's been hard and when you talk about the training you know, obviously you've done Ironman you've done all kinds of amazing tough things what makes the kayaking different physically and the training hard it depends like so when we're doing Shan- the River Shannon you've Loch Ree and Loch Derg and if you get a bad day on Loch Ree or Do- Loch Derg and a windy day it is just Full hell. pulse log. You you literally have to keep the head down. You're against the wind. You're into the waves, and Loch Derg is, for all intents and purposes, like a sea. Like yeah. it is massive. So, if you're you know forty kilometers across or whatever it ends up being, and you're stuck in the middle of that, and you aren't fit enough, or you haven't yeah. trained hard enough, or you don't fuel yourself properly, and you've four other people that you're responsible for, uh, you're you're in trouble. But um, you really have to you have to prepare for these things. And the way you prepare is like you. You prepare for all scenarios and you plan and you plan and you plan. And then you leave a lovely little bit that I think is really important. You have no idea what's going to happen. And I love that part. I love that adventurous part. We don't really know. Like when we did the Carrick, down to Carrick, we got lost three or four times. Like <laughs> I was I was, I was, was in bloody, I say, loud at one stage. I was like, Bradley, come back this way. Yeah, don't leave you in charge of navigation. No. Uh, no. The reason you're doing this, you mentioned the charity is, of course, to, to raise funds for A Lust for Life. And there is a GoFundMe page, which we'll post on the Today FM Twitter uh, so if you follow us at Today FM on Twitter, you can go and see the GoFundMe there. And if you have any couple of quid, whatever you can do, please donate it. But you're also doing things like you're auctioning off a guitar, for example. So Shane, who is a mutual friend of all of ours, Garth who Brooks builds guitars, friend. Garth Brooks' best friend. Yeah, he built a guitar for Garth Brooks. He's built a custom-built guitar. Mm-hmm. That's the name of his little custom-built guitar company. Uh, and you're raffling that off, basically. So you yeah. make and a donation. Brief, obviously, has been brilliant this week with the, the gigs he's doing to support Lust for Life. And just to be absolutely clear on what we try to do I believe with every cell in my body that the way that we better support young people when it comes to mental health is early intervention early assessment, early supports uh, true education, true communities that's what I believe So not so not reacting to the crisis in adulthood to try and Yeah, and we don't have a crisis model can. that's effective no. we're working properly in Ireland so we gotta, we gotta we know the evidence is bringing us towards that my entire PhD is focused on how do we develop early interventions A Lust for Life is now available in over a thousand primary schools in Ireland it's going to be in every primary school in Ireland by 2024 the programmes are free no school has to pay a cent for these programmes mm. they're evidence based we've evaluated with UCD and DCU we're doing it the right way and this is how you change things mm. you don't change things throwing stones at the problem No, and this is how we fundraise these things so if you have uh, you know a euro, five euro, ten euro please get in the GoFundMe link and support this because we want these programmes to be in every school that's you know, that's what we're in for, yeah. people are feeling uplifted by just what you said where do they go what do they put into GoFundMe? Uh, well, hopefully, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can do other things if they want, like a like coffee. You just try and pour it into the CD drive on the sure computer. It works like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, How do they find it? The GoFundMe link is on. I'll cross all my socials and, and I sent it to Dave. He's going to throw it up. And yeah, and, so they have him on the Twitter yeah, as well. And yeah, everybody who's doing it has a, a separate GoFundMe link, and then the charity you can donate directly to. But yeah, if. Our, our job is advocacy and change and how we do that is through education and 
yeah, we want to support teachers as much as we can as well. So that's our work. Brilliant. Well, Niall Breslin, thank you for coming in. Thank you for filling us in on some of the uh, the Harry Styles stuff that he's going to be facing over yeah. the. Uh, Harry, if you're listening. I'm only I'm very cheap for security hire me in I'll be in tomorrow and actually now that you've you've changed your body shape yet again that will mean that the previous season's clothes you had won't fit you and you can donate them to me then I've a bag out there bag out there brilliant bag of clothes for you yeah, it's, it's laundry you have to give them back <laughs> you have to give them back Dave <laughs> Brezzy fair play to you Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am